Hello and welcome back to Fan Critical's coverage of Stranger Things Season 3, Episodes 5 and 6, titled The Flayed and E Pluribus Unum, respectively. Yes, that was very you literally, difficult for me to you say. You literally just listened to how you pronounce it yeah. and then practiced it yeah. three times. Yeah. Then had to start recording again because yeah. you were thinking about how to say it yeah. and still fucked it up. I thought it was pretty close. A pluribus unum. I think that's pretty good. A pluribus unum. Okay, unum, yeah, sorry. But the, the idea is there. Now, this week, as you can hear, um, it's just me and Gaz because look, we were very good like Dustin and Erica double team. That's what we And are. whilst we're podcasting, unfortunately, Lucy and John are tied up uh, not being, literally. Not literally. Not like that. I know what you're thinking. Tied up, uh, being interrogated by a couple of Ruskies, a couple of Russians. And if you are Russian listening to this, let them go because they don't know anything. They just work at Scoops Ahoy. Yeah. Um, They'll tell you that even if you yeah. inject them e- yeah, with, with truth serum. Truth serum. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for episode six. Anyway, so Gareth, episode five continues mm. our journey. Um, quite an epic journey this season. Uh, titled The Flayed. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on episode five? Uh, I I really enjoyed episode five. Um, it was uh, it was a fast start, wasn't it? It picked up where we left off um, in episode four with yeah. with our new awesome foursome quartet. John hates it when I say the word quartet. Quartet um, plummeting mm. in a lift. Mm. Uh, the episode the episode kicked off with that, and you know, obviously it's. It's a fast start. It's going at 100 miles an hour. It's Maybe the Literally. action has been turned up to 11. Oh, God, not getting those out again. Yeah. I got told off last season for that. Yeah, but yeah. it hasn't been set for a while, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We can get one of those in. Um, and, yeah, I thought this was this was the episode that actually kind of really progressed the storyline a lot. Maybe um, didn't necessarily clear things up, but you can kind of see how these, these individual strands are coming together. Um, yeah, coming together, good. Yeah. Ties into later on, but go on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think we needed to get to that point. Um, I'm still not finding it quite as charming as season one. And I think that's my issue with it. I know like the rest of you gave episode three, five stars, four, five, five, five stars. blueberries. Four, four, oh my God. <laughs> Fuck Let's me. do that again. No, I'm we're not. not I'm not, not having that. No, we're record. not cutting that. That is oh on record. God. You and Lucy are Fucking shampoo. Hold on, you just said it as well. So no, I didn't. Yes, you did. all right. Continue. So, blueberries. F- uh, Important you it, blueberries. You gave it five blueberries. Episode four, we gave five blueberries. Yes. Episode four, five Red. blueberries. I only gave it four. And shambles again. Go on. Again, I'm giving this episode four blueberries. And Cracking out the fives. I can't. It's this is it. I, f- I feel bad not giving anything a five because it's really good. I'm really enjoying this. Mm. I am enjoying this series a lot. Yeah. It's just not quite grasping what Stranger Things was to me. Maybe I might be able to elaborate as we as we discuss. Yeah, as we go through it. Good point. Mm. Um, so four from you. I'm going to echo the four. It's okay. not at the heights of episode four. Four watts, just out of interest. Four blueberries. Okay, good. Yeah, not you fucking hacks thinking it's stars out there. I, mean, oh, I invented the blueberry you, system. Yeah, you may have invented it, but you've clearly lost your way with it. And that's fine, in a way. We just might need a new podcaster. I'm going to give it four... I think this episode starts off quite fast, as you said, in the elevator, and I like the foursome that we have. Yeah. However, it does drag a little bit in the middle mm-hmm. um, after the very rapid pace of episode four. I love the ending of the episode. Like, absolutely love the last, 
don't know, oh, yeah. eight minutes or so, I think is some of the best stuff we've seen this season in the hospital. I absolutely adored it uh, from a horror perspective and sort of sci-fi perspective. Uh, it takes me back to a lot of films that I know we're going to talk about. Um, video games too. Video right. games too, yeah, in in the references and Easter egg section or Hawkins Hovel, as we call it, at the end of this podcast. So stick around for that. But I'm going to give it a four. I think, I think the show is definitely on a very good track at the moment. To me, I know you're not happy with it. No. In ter- or no, not happy with it, but no. I know you're not happy with the... Vibe. The, the vibe, vibe. The vibe. Yeah. However, you know, we can't be stagnant. We can't sit there and just have the kids occasionally flirting with these, you know, adventures. This is now becoming a, a global sort of issue. You know, like season two was quite apocalyptic. Uh, this is also proving to be quite apocalyptic and now the Russians are involved. It's growing, but then we still got this small you know, core cast of characters sorting everything out. I, I mean, I like it. I think this is better than season two already. Um, and, you know, there's not been a misstep yet. Like season two did have that misstep that we talked about, mm. you know, quite a lot. So for me, yep, four strong stuff from Stranger Things. So far, easily the best and most consistently uh, scored show we've seen this year with the disappointments of Game of Thrones, Black Mirror, um, and amongst others, to be honest with you. So before we get into the plot of episode five and episode six, respectively, it's time for a lovely little advert break. Mm. Hello there, just a quick advert break uh, to interrupt your lovely Stranger Things Season 3 review listening. Uh, I want to say that the other Stranger Things episodes are out. So if you're listening to this, I don't know why uh, you're listening to it out of sequence. But episodes 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 are out now. They can do what they want. Do what they Let want. Let them do what they want. Let them do what they want. Also, I just want to say the worst of Netflix does exist. We yeah. have had some comments on social media. Yeah. We have had some fans or listeners, whatever you want to call yourselves, clamoring. This is what happens. Clamoring for the worst of Netflix. Uh, Gareth, what, what what can you tell us about What's that? What's the story? You sacked it off of you or what? Listen, it is happening. It yeah. is 100% happening. Yeah. It's very difficult when John sets you up with a movie like Fred yeah. um, to actually find the time to to want to watch that. Yeah. And we've been, we're busy people, you know, mm. we've got to watch Stranger Things. Yeah. This is taking up a lot of our time to be fair, yeah. but it is happening. I've been promised that. Uh, John and Gareth have sworn to me that it'll be out in the next few weeks. So yes. make it happen. Yes, okay, because people want to hear it, Gareth. That's a that's a lovely thing. That's the problem. That's when a you nice thing, isn't it? Such wonderful content mm. is that people get demanding. Well, so demanding these days, and we are very demanding. We demand that you sponsor us. No, we don't demand <laughs> it, but we would very much like it if you did sponsor us. So, if you do want to, you know, contribute to this podcast and help us produce more content, more content that you want to hear, and to get some free bonus content, well, it's not free; you have to pay for it. But if you want to get some literally of that sweet, yeah, literally free. opposite free, that sweet, sweet bonus content, go to www.patreon.com forward slash fan critical on there there are several tiers where you can sponsor us uh the lowest tier gets you access to our bonus cast episodes where we recast famous films with other actors and actresses it's hilarious we have a lot of fun with that but then you can also commission a podcast of your choosing once a month and you can also appear as a guest once a month on the podcast of your choosing lots of options there check it out patreon.com forward slash fan critical now let's jump into the plot of the flayed yeah We are now joined by our lovely four characters, our favourite four characters, Dustin, Steve, Robin and Erica, or they're my favourite, Gareth, I have to say. This is the part of the episode I look forward to the most. Your four favourite characters? Yeah. Probably. I think Robin is, 
easily the best addition this season. I mean, I'm not counting Erica as, a, as an addition because she was kind of in it last season. Mm. But I really like Robin. I like the way that she bounces off of Steve and Dustin well, what, and now Erica. I mean, look, who are the other additions? Uh, well, we've got Alexi, the Russian. Oh, and we'll, we'll talk about him in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Right. So you're Terminator Man. Robin is easily better than Alexi. Which, actually, I really like Alexi. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. See, see, it's not so easy, is it? Mm. But let's talk about them in the elevator. They're pl- uh, plummeting uh, down to what we believe to be the Russian base underneath the Starcourt Mall. As we now know, that is a Russian sort of facility. Yeah, so it should be pronounced Starcourt. Starcourt Mall. Yeah, so that. Yeah. Pretty good, that. Um, what are you thinking about this whole situation when this was going on? Well, so obviously, first moment of peril is... Are they just going to crash? Are they going to crash? Obviously not. We knew yeah. that wasn't going to happen. But imagine if they all just died there. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Um, we did say there need to be more deaths. Now, what has happened here though is Dustin is banging on those buttons like a maniac. Yeah. And he's screaming and he's doing that really annoying Dustin like, scream. Fourteen-year-old boy, like yeah. voices kind of starting breaking, to break. Breaking. Breaking. Yeah. That annoying scream that they do. Yeah. And that annoyed me a bit. You work at a school, probably hear that quite a lot, don't you? I do hear that a lot. Mm. Took me back. I mean, it's bloody school, school holidays, holidays at the yeah. moment. School so holidays. I was getting, like, flashbacks. I mean... Staring off into the distance. Luckily they don't die. They don't die, so that's good. Um, but then they are stuck with another dilemma, and that is being stuck in this lift, um, which... Lift room. Room lift, we don't know what to call it. Yeah, like it is larger than a lift. But there's a couple of little, like logistical issues that come up here like they I think they sort of spend the night there right yeah um, so naturally they're going to need to go to the toilet yeah at some point so Steve you'd hope so I've got a fantastic bladder you know I can hold it in for hours you on I the would, other hand I would have gone 14 times already I've been on the way home with you before across <laughs> London yeah uh, the only bus going home hours away yeah and we've had to get off the bus because you had to piss yourself. I literally would have pissed myself if we stayed on. You pretty much did piss yourself, mate. Speaking of, can we just pause this for a moment? <laughs> no. No, okay. That's for the Patreon. Um, Patreon bonus content. Here, Gareth, stream. Continue. Live stream. Um, good. Good, that. Yeah, yeah it's good. Um, so, Steve has to go on top of the, the lift mm. and, you know, relieve himself, as is natural. Not like that. Not what you're thinking. If John, if you're listening to this, you cackled at that. Um... <laughs> He's a very, you know, disturbed, spent the disturbed night, man. Spent the night with his future girlfriend, eh? So, you know, maybe that has happened. Oh. Um, but there is a problem here because he's pissing and it's going into the lift yeah. room. Yeah. Not cool. Um, no, so that happens. They eventually get out, though, don't they? We'll talk about that a bit later. We'll talk about their little adventure. Their little adventure. Into- I suppose at this point, yeah, they're stuck in the lift. And yeah. We'll come back to them later. We'll come back to them later. Uh, Hopper and Joyce discover one of the abandoned properties had a hidden laboratory in it. Oh, my God. It's a laboratory. Yeah. Has a hidden laboratory. Laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> <Hidden laboratory>. You <laughs> could just shorten it to lab, maybe. Yeah. It's a good idea. <laughs> uh, Harper and Joyce on uh, one of their abandoned property searches because they're going around all the Russian uh, properties that they've sort of bought up. Find a hidden lab. Uh, not a dog. Um, so a Labrador. They find a hidden a Labrador. Hidden Labrador. Okay. Um, lovely chocolate brown colour. No, Hidden Lab uh, with science and stuff. They get into a fight with Grigori uh, and Gareth Grigori is mm. 
Terminator. He is yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He is the Stranger Things take on the Terminator. Do we know his name? Like, it is, is that... Grigori, yeah. Have they said that? Wikipedia says it's Grigori. <clears throat> right, okay. Um, so make of that what you will. Yeah, I'll trust it. Uh, but however, they do manage to capture uh, a very important little little scientist man that we saw at the start of the season, uh, who we later find out is called Alexi. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like that? I really like Alexi. Yeah, okay. Well, let's not talk about him too much just yet. Okay. You know, we don't actually really see much of him at the moment in time. But let's talk about Terminator Man. Um, I that, st- I that, think there's a chance that he's got, that he's like superhuman. Super somehow, yeah. What do you like reckon? injected with like upside down serum or something. Yeah, something. But what's that green stuff? It's like acid. It's acid. I don't yeah, think but that's... I'm just saying. What I would also say about this is uh, good action stuff with Hopper here. Yeah. Uh, Joyce throwing the gun was hilarious. <sighs> That made me crack up. This, I, I absolutely love that. This is brilliant. So you know, when when you when you have an action se- sequence like that, two mm. people grappling, and there's a gun on the floor, oh yeah, and a character's seen it. What always always happens is that that character is going to get the gun to yeah. the good guy, yeah, and they're going to be able to escape. So yeah. Joyce grabs the gun, throws it, literally, wor- even worse than you would throw it. I'm a pretty good thrower, mm. not the best. Uh, <laughs> below average it's not one of my strong points no. but uh, I would say that I would not get it that bad so she basically throws the gun to Grigori Terminator to, to Terminator yeah. who probably didn't need a gun anyway but he don't need no gun he's got it and so now they've got no choice but just to run and they managed to escape with uh, with our new boy Alexi it was a very funny and very action packed scene and it's you know the danger is real for our heroes in every respect, every single group at the moment. I'm just sitting there thinking, which when are they gonna when are they gonna kill someone off? Because that has to happen this season. The cast is getting bigger, they need to kill someone off. I think Hopper could be a contender to go this season. Could be yeah, a tragic moment at the end with yeah. like eleven watching on or something. Although that would be harsh on Joyce because she kinda lost Bob last season and she's obviously mm-hmm. suffered from that and now to lose it, possibly lose Hopper would be it would be devastating. Uh, so it turns out that the person they've captured is Alexei, and as we said, he is a lovable new character, quite funny. Only speaks Russian, so Hopper decides to go to uh, Murray Bauman, who was in the previous season, the crazy yeah. sort of journalist guy who's like conspiracy theorist, you know, nut job. He's quite cool. I like him. He yeah. adds a sort of levity to the story as well. He reminds me of John, our, like our John. Yeah, our job. Mm. Like if, like in terms of like what, what he wears and like just being dishevelled, bearded. I just think in ten years' time, like yeah. if things have gone badly, if he's made a couple of poor life choices, yeah, that's going to be John. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Speaking Russian as well, or yeah, like because he will have loads of spare time because he would have been fired. Yeah, from you know poor performance, and yeah. he would have turned. I I don't know. Murray, I assume is is. Is Jewish. He looks it. He does look Jewish. Like, yeah. Bauman, not sure. Bauman, Bauman, that's a Jewish name. He'll, like, yeah, he'll, he'll convert to to another religion. Yeah. Um, that's John. It's John in the future, definitely. Bauman speaks Russian, so yeah. they need him to translate Alexei before Grigori, aka Terminator, gets to him. As this is all going on, Nancy and Jonathan meet with Will and the others. So finally we're getting Nancy and Jonathan teaming up with the kids, which is what we want to see. We want them all as a big group because this is the first time we've seen 
you know them all together for a long time obviously minus dustin which is a shame yeah dustin's got other stuff going on um, yeah but this is it isn't it like this was the charm of stranger things the charm was the is like a group of kids yeah hanging out being kids and being chucked into a pretty difficult situation and one of the most important members of the group just isn't a part of that group. Yeah, but this is the thing. This is the, the theme of the season is 100% a transitional change, change change sort of theme about kids growing up, growing apart. And that was definitely evident at the start of the season. And I think having these different splinter groups is, is testament to the fact that they're saying, like, look, you're not always, people aren't always going to be there. They're not. That's a fact. Some people move on. People do other things. That is life. However, they will always come back together if they're true friends, which they are, and they all will come back together at the end. But right now, they've got their own things to sort out, and I quite like it. I quite like the fact that they're tackling, you know, stuff that we've seen before, but with our characters now, like relationships, you know, with with people they supposedly love, and the girls and the boys struggling with that whole dynamic, whilst all this, you know, apocalyptic storyline is going on. I love that sort of stuff, and it, it's it's sweet, and it's, you know, it's, I I think it's very sweet the way they're dealing with it, and yeah. nostalgia is in there for me, like you know, some of the themes and things they're talking about, and it's still our group of characters, but they're growing up. You know, when we first met them, they were what like twelve, thirteen years old, and now they're approaching fifteen, sixteen. They're getting to that sort of age where you know, life is completely through a different lens and it really is and and that's why they're not playing D anymore which i know hurts you so much gareth but uh yeah i mean i get that but you know you're 32 and you play D, so well yes that's but, a fact yes but you took so, me there yeah well it doesn't matter you gun to my it, head so. gun to my head yeah, they did real. say um that when i turned up i was the best new addition they've ever seen at D. you said that you said, I yeah. bet I'm the best new addition you've ever seen. They Indy. physically said to me, they walked up to me and said, no professionals. And I said, look, I'm not a professional. You won't believe this. I'm not a professional. So anyway, let's move on. Uh, so as Nancy and Jonathan meet up with one of the others, uh, they all talk about how uh, Mrs. O'Driscoll, as John calls her. Mrs. O'Driscoll. Mrs. O'Driscoll and her rats. And she was eating the fertilizer. Uh, they talk about how she had the same screaming thing that Will had at the end of season two and that coincided with the time of the sauna test that they were doing on Billy um, and they, they they figured out okay the mind flayer's back he's infecting more than just Billy he's high, he's like recruiting an army how are we going to find out where he's doing it all from and they think okay Mrs. O'Driscoll Mrs. O'Driscoll they want to get back to she wanted to get back to him yep. or back to the mind flayer so if they were to let her go then they could follow her and that's a good plan. Solid plan. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, to a certain extent, yes. I did at the time. I thought, have you thought this through? Because, right, like, so what's their plan? They're going to go to the hospital yeah. and just get her out. yeah. Well, aren't there going to be doctors and stuff going, Oh, what are you doing? They are, aren't they? But are right. there? Well, fine like the circumstances may have changed by the time they get to the hospital as we later find out but mm. they don't know that no nope. i don't know how they expect that they're just going to be able to go and get mrs o'driscoll out these kids just expect that they they have this amazing ability to look at these disastrous situations with 
such rose tinted glasses it's yeah. unbelievable they're always like oh we'll just break into hawkins lab and we'll shut the gate or yeah, oh we'll you know go into the the tunnels that the mind flayers built and destroy all the demodogs they just don't care they're just like okay we can do this they don't think about things like that and that's because they're looking at it from a perspective that isn't an adult and that's what i love about it so yeah but nancy and jonathan they're, they're the most yeah, adult characters yeah, in this show trying to be anyway oh. um so they go to the hospital, but whilst that's going on, Dustin, Steve, Robin and Erica hide from the Russians in the in the base because basically the lift door opens, oh, they yeah. follow them out and they go down this massive, massive corridor, which they say goes on for miles, uh, trying to find a way out of this Russian facility. As they get there, they see loads of Russians, scientists, soldiers, uh, communication room, all that sort of stuff. And they want to use the communication room to try and communicate with the outside world. And basically, uh, as they're doing so, they discover that the Russians are using a machine to reopen the gate that was closed at the end of season two. Yes. Thoughts now. on this all right. stuff. A couple of little things. All right. Go on. Just a little problem here. Yeah. How the fuck did nobody see them? They walked up to a room yeah. that is full, absolutely stealth, full. Stealth, that's on very high. Well, evidently, but they're wearing, sort of, a lot of them wearing fluorescent clothing. Yeah, I love the clothing this season. So <laughs> but it it's is, very good, isn't it? It is bright. It's very bright. Erica is especially very bright. Yes. She's wearing knee pads, like a yellow t-shirt and blue denim. And it's hilarious. Dustin's- With two flashlights in her hair. Right. Just crack me up. And Dustin's wearing a t-shirt that says roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want that t-shirt. I want his old outfit. I want his hat. Uh, sure. It's a shame this isn't around Halloween this year because I think that we get some really oh good costumes going great on. Dustin shirts. Um, great Dustin costumes. No, they don't get seen. Let's let it go because eventually they do get seen, okay. as we know. We'll let it go. We'll um, let it go. Let's talk about something very important. Steve wins a fight. He does, and he does Love it. In, does it in classic Steve style as well, like chucking, throwing the phone well, he had from his one baseball hand to the other, and boom. He had his baseball bat in the first two yeah. uh, seasons, and now he's got this he's, little microphone thing. He always does it with a flourish, you know, like he gets his ass kicked with a flourish usually. But yeah, this but time he, he's one one. Yeah, I mean, but he still yeah he does everything with a flourish. I loved it. Yeah, Steve's my favourite. Steve is Steve is really cool he is really cool considering he was such a dick for the first like seven episodes of the first season yeah it's amazing the turnaround that character's had yeah and how he's quickly now our favourites a little bit a little bit in love with Steve mm. he's a weird looking guy like I don't think he's like a you don't think he's good looking his face is really small in like the space that it has to, op- to operate in. It's <laughs> there's like, a lot of blank space yeah there. his features sort of converge on themselves slightly yeah. and if he didn't have the hair just imagine now everyone listening imagine if his hair wasn't there he was bald yeah I mean but if you do yeah. that with a lot of people like some people do look good with no hair mm. a lot of people wouldn't look good with no hair yeah and but, but th- Steve... that's unfair because that is a I mean do you think are you saying because of his small features yeah small face would a beard, like when he gets a bit older, would a beard work for him? Yeah, I think, you know, let's say there's a time jump in Stranger Things yeah. and we have a 10-year time jump and we see Steve sort of like Kurt Russell. We're getting like Kurt Russell at The Thing and we'll talk about The Thing later because that's obviously yeah. a massive rough reference in this uh, in this episode and these two episodes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just think Stranger Things has some strange-looking people in it. I know that John doesn't like light bulb head. 
which we're calling Nancy these days. I think she's I think she's quite attractive. She is quite attractive, but now John's talking about light but bulbs I've always and heads. I'm loved, just like light bulb heads. I've always been strangely attracted to light bulbs. That is true. Um, put, take your hand off that light bulb, Gareth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not my hand you want to worry about, mate. Oh, my God. Uh, I will say that there are some strange kids in it. I mean, Finn Wolfhard is a weird-looking guy. Dustin's quite a weird-looking guy. Cute, though, you know, in his own little Dustin yeah. anyway. Um, you know, there's just it's just weird. Let's stop you talking about the attractiveness of kids. Because <laughs> we don't want another... <laughs> don't want another lawsuit. Don't want another one. No. Um, <laughs> if John was here, he'd be, you know, you know, he's obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not kids, just, you know, <laughs> we're down a rabbit hole now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they see the key uh, opening the gate, which is obviously disastrous. Now back to the hospital. Well, what are they trying to do, actually, before we go to the hospital? What are they trying to... What, is what are the, the Russians trying to do? What are they trying to do? I have no fucking idea. Are they trying to destroy America from within America? I don't think so, because they were trying to do that... They were trying to do it in Russia, weren't they, remember? At the start. E- the human opening. curiosity. It's uh, a dangerous thing. Maybe, it's going to kill the world one day, I'm sure. And it will also kill this fic- fictional world. I, I don't know what they're trying to do. Maybe harness the power from the upside down or yeah. capture some of these monsters like the Demogorgon, the Demodogs, uh, the creatures that inhabit there. And that you did see, you know, we'll talk about the cage later on that we see. But you do see things that they are clearly looking to harvest this other world that they are mm. uh, opening a gate to. Little do they know, um, it's already here amongst them. And not only that, it's... Um, it's uh, not really going to work, them harvesting it, because, you know, it went very wrong for the Hawkins lab and the American government. And, yeah. um, and I'm not saying anything about the Russian government. I'm not. But if you've seen Chernobyl and stuff, uh, <laughs> turns out they, you know, they skimp out on some some expenditure. Turns out the Russians don't want to spend the sweet, well, sweet cash that I the Americans do. Like Erica said, this is this is communism. You don't pay people. You get they yeah. take shortcuts. They do take shortcuts. We love you, Russia. If you're a Russian listener, that's absolutely fine. We but, uh, are, we are so grateful to all of our Russian listeners. We are all L- of all of listener. the one. Uh, so let's go back to the hospital. We've got Nancy, Jonathan, and the kids, uh, which is Eleven, Max, Lucas, Will, and Mike. So quite a strong team uh they go back trying to find mrs O'Driscoll, and uh what happens is they get there and they discover that mrs O'Driscoll is uh gone and uh it turns out that and then they go home and, and then they go home don't worry about said, it what are you worried about don't even worry about it uh no we actually get this amazing sequence of nancy and jonathan down in the sort of sub level of the hospital being chased by the uh by tom is it tom i think is the head of the press yep tom and um the, I don't even know what his fucking name is. Bruce. Okay. The slimeball slime douchebag. Uh, chauvinist uh, from Swine Express, which is the uh, local the chauvinistic swine. male, every male is a pig uh, newspaper. The, the cartoon character newspaper. Yeah, the absolute cartoon character who is an absolute douche. Yeah. Uh, they are chasing Nancy and Jonathan around and this is brutal some of this stuff. Oh my god. This is so this is this is proper horror movie vibes. Like you've got the flickering lights yeah. of like an abandoned what appears to be an abandoned, abandoned hospital. hospital. Yeah. You've got like dead patients and doctors just lying, lying around, around yeah. with blood pouring out of them. Yeah. It's horrific and then like these kind of zombie-esque I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll talk about some references in a bit, but you mentioned quite video gamey. We watched it together. We watched episode five <coughs> and six together. We're here 
down under in the actual upside down uh watching this show mm. and you mentioned some video game stuff resident evil being Very one of resident them evil. silent hill being another in resident evil especially like resident evil 4 5 6 the t virus or g virus or c virus whichever version of the virus it is mm. tends to not just make zombies it makes sort of zombies that still have thought processes and characteristics of the yep. people that they originally were yeah. and instead of just mindless zombies mm-hmm. so it's kind of like that it's kind of like this new g virus thing at present evil so i completely got that um, and it is like that. Is they're, they're, they're wandering, wandering around this abandoned sort of hospital, being chased for their lives. You know, Jonathan's getting the absolute shit kicked out of him. Uh, it's standard tropey stuff that as soon as they have the opportunity to kill them, they just don't do it. Yeah. So uh, you've got like you've got like this zombified Tom alone with Jonathan. Yeah, just literally battering the shit. Could out just of him. kill him, but instead like throws him against the yeah. wall. Well, or... that moment where he hits him with the chair, I was like, yeah. well. Ian ever going to walk again after that? No. That's an absolute back smasher. <laughs> yeah. Turns out he's he's got up and said, "What are you worried about?" <laughs> <laughs> Tom hit him and went, "He is definitely dead. He's definitely dead." No. Um. So that's all going on. Nancy's running for her life, and as she is running from chauvinist pig, blonde head, cartoon villain character man, uh, we learn something quite interesting about the flayed, and that yeah, the episode is called yes. "The Flayed" because it's talking about anyone who's been flayed by the mind flayer. And she, as, as Jonathan is literally about to be stabbed by Tom, she hits villain pig, pig boy man in the head with the fire extinguisher. In a different room. In a different, different room, different part, part of the hospital. hospital. And it affects Tom as he's about to stab him. Then combined with that, they both manage to overpower their, you know, the mind flayer minions mm. and kill them, seemingly. Yeah. Until... We get something that is excellent, excellent stuff. Um, and I have to say the gore in this season has been heightened to a new level. What's What level? Uh, 11. Ooh. Level 11. It is honestly, I I mean, I love the fact it's on Netflix. It is a, it's a kiddie sort of, we've, we've talked about the sort of way it's like a Goonies type show. Um, in terms of we don't know, you know, they don't really want to kill off the main, the yeah. main characters and... It still feels. I know this sounds weird. It still feels like quite a family show. Like yeah, but this is it. it. Feels like that. I, I, yeah, it can't. It's not anymore. It can't be. It, can't, it just can't be. Like no. I like the way it's maturing a little bit because the gore here is very good. We see the bodies, like the rats that we've seen earlier this season, dissolve into this literal organy, bloody pool of mess, sinew, bone you name it it's there and they sort of converge on each other and form this horrific blood thing giant monster is disgusting um looks like have you ever you've been out night out yeah and many got like a kebab big time yeah but you were too drunk to actually eat it so you left it yeah and then the next morning you get up and it's all like congealed Ugh. and it's got that you like, put too much mayonnaise on it yeah, oh you got God. some of that burger sauce on there at the time it seemed like a wonderful idea but I tell you what now it's coming up and trying to Ugh. kill you I don't want you to think about it mate to be honest you make you feel a bit sick but yeah. uh, and this does make you feel a bit sick if you're a bit squeamish I think watching the show this season um, 
It's a bit difficult because I have to say, blood blood monster seems to be a theme of well, the season. See, this is the thing. I wanted to watch this show with um, with my fiance. That's oh, right, God. listeners. That's right. <sighs> I had to drop that in there. Didn't <clears throat> and anyway, she was late to the boat because I I didn't I didn't want to recommend it immediately because I wanted to see how it went how it went. And season one finished, and I was like, ah, oh, do you know what? She doesn't like scary stuff. She doesn't yeah. like gore. And I thought. Season one, I reckon you're going to love it. And she's been watching season one and really enjoying it. I can't recommend it anymore. It's gone It's gone too far the other way. And maybe that's part of my problem with it as well. It's not that I don't... It's not that I'm necessarily put off by it. But it's just... I feel like it's unnecessary sometimes. It's unnecessarily gruesome. I'm liking the gruesomeness this season. So- I'm liking the way the show is growing up. It's like Toy Story, right? <laughs> Toy Story, you watch Toy Story, you watch it as a kid. Toy Story 2, you still watch as a slightly older kid. You watch Toy Story 3 as an adult. The audience that watched Toy Story 1, they watched Toy Story 3 as an adult. The humour had changed, the sort of, it was still applicable in a sweet way that, you know, younger audiences could watch it, but the older audience could also appreciate it. And right now, I feel like Stranger Things is growing up and it's, it's, embracing the horror a lot more this season yeah but I think what what you're forgetting there and this, the, the other example is South Park maybe as well yeah, yeah like, definitely as its audience grew up South Park grew up in terms of the type of humour but that that happened that was a transition that occurred over 10 years 10 years yes yeah. Toy Story there was a 10 year gap between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 yeah right that's that's where the audience have grown up 10 years. Yeah. So yes, the 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 comedy might change. I'm not sure I agree actually on Toy Story. I think Toy Story stayed pretty true to itself the whole time. But this has gone in the space of like 2 years, 3 years. 3 and, three and a bit, yeah, 3 yeah. years from being like yeah, sort of family advent Goonies type of e. stuff. E.T. Goonies. E.T. Maybe like slightly Super a step eight. up, a step up from ET, yeah, Super Eight kind of level. Super Eight level, yeah. To being Resident Evil, and that's that's too much, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. I still I still like it because I like Resident Evil and stuff like that, but I prefer it when it was more on the ET side. Well, we leave our two main characters, uh, not two main characters, two probably least favourite characters of ours, especially John's light bulb head and as John says, the guy who looks like he's about fifty playing like a I feel like year old. I feel like we've been harsh on Nancy and John. Yeah, they're them. getting better. They're as, right. as the season goes on, they're getting better, but we leave them in absolute peril fighting off giant blood organ sinew tissue bone monster yeah. thing, which is terrifying. Yeah. Um as we move on to episode six, titled and I have been practicing, uh, as Gareth said before the um before the show kicked off, we listened to it several times. E. No, you've already gone wrong. A. <laughs> it's an E, everyone. But it, it's yes, called, it is an E. This is Latin. A pluribus uh, anum unum. <laughs> oh, it's fucking gone to shit, isn't it? It's gone to E pluribus shit. anum. Definitely not. Why That's, the fucking letters? You've been watching something else. Why are we else? saying A when it's an E? Because it's Latin. Oh, for It's like sake. a tu brutus. Okay, well, anyway, it means... Um, I don't think I don't even think it that's means the quote. out of many one yeah uh, so let's talk about the title of it which is very relevant to the episode very relevant to the season and it's also on what is it on Gareth it's on the uh, the, the US seal like Correct. the um, United States the, the yeah the great seal tying into a lot of themes for this season 
the states versus Russia, mm-hmm. although we haven't really seen much of the states at the moment, you know, in terms of the government, mm. which I'm sure we will now. We've after, seen some local government. Uh, we're going to see some serious government stuff, I think, uh, uh, next episode. Um, but yeah, I like that. Out of many, one. Very applicable to this episode. What, did, what were your thoughts and blueberries on uh, episode six? Episode six. Again, I'm, I'm in, I enjoyed the fact that we're, we're getting yet more clarity. Um, I'm still not 100, 100% sure on what the end game is here. I don't know necessarily what people are trying to achieve, which yeah. is a concern at this stage, like six episodes out of eight. Um, but that might just be down to me missing something or not quite getting it um, myself. That that can happen. Um, for me, to be honest, this episode dragged massively in the middle it was really like weighty in the middle and i found myself drifting off a bit um and it hasn't it wasn't as strong i don't think as the previous kind of three episodes again probably a really strong ending i did really like the ending but it was too slow in the middle giving it three bloobs mate three blueberries yeah that is harsh no that's how i feel I think three blueberries is very harsh on this episode when I think we get um, some excellent imagery and I think the budget of the show. um, So you're talking about the ending. I'm talking about the ending. I'm talking about the dream sequence where uh, 11 or L is. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, I'm talking about this monster that we see at the start of the episode, the special effects. I think the budget of the show has clearly gone up a level. Like they're, mm. they're getting much more investment from Netflix. So I think it's good because if you watch season one, the special effects is quite ropey. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like, is it? Look at the Demogorgon. Just go back and look at the Demogorgon. Okay. And now we're getting, you know, special effects every single episode. Yeah. Uh, not, I'm not saying it looks brilliant. I think we're getting some really great stuff in this episode. I'm going to give this a four. I can't give it the five that I gave to episode four because... I just, I just think it misses out, but I think it's a strong episode. I'm loving the stuff in the base. I'm loving the stuff with, uh, you know, with Dustin and Erica sort of splintering off, and with Steve and Robin. It's all great stuff. The interactions are great. The kids are great. Mike and Eleven are getting some, you know, they're 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 sort of recapturing their relationship as well. Whilst all this crazy stuff is going on, mm-hmm. you're getting those sweet, tender moments that you would get at this age. Uh, being kids as well as the crazy big storylines plus Alexi's brilliant we can't fault him we True. get we get introduced to him this episode and he has a lot of levity he brings a whole different edge to the Hopper and Joyce storyline with the, with the Bauman character so for me there's a lot going on I'm going to give it four uh, this season has been excellent so far I have to say I, I haven't given anything a three I know that you have just then, and I know John has given episode a three, and even a two, actually, from John, but I know he loved episode four the last time we spoke to him. Lucy's given three. Uh, maybe, but I, I just think this this season so far has been excellent. Um, I can't really fault it so far. I think I think it hasn't really put many feet wrong, other than maybe just being a bit slow at the start, but then we're getting those glorious 80s moments and nostalgia that we haven't really had in the last couple of episodes. We're all front-loaded mm. at the Starcourt Mall and all that stuff. So for me, it's a, it's a four. Um, should we move on to the plot? Yeah, I mean, look, I'll just, I'll just sort of restate again that, like, I, 
I am enjoying it. I am enjoying this series, uh, this season. I'm, I'm with you there. Mm. I guess I'm. I just I have expectations of of what Stranger Things should be, and I feel like it's not it's not doing the things that I want it to do. So it's very it's like a it's very much a personal vibe that's going into my scoring here. I think, but yeah. um, but yeah, that's 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 all it is. It's not that I think it's bad, and you know, three three blueberries isn't a bad score. Anyway, it's not a bad score, but. I like and, I, and I'm there's there, but there's no point where I'm gonna go where I'm going. Oh, I don't know if I want to keep watching this. Like I, I'm always I always want to keep watching. It's just not quite Stranger Things as I as I want it to be personally. Very selfish, isn't it, Gareth? Just because <laughs> it's not what you want it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very self centered young man. Okay. Well, no, don't worry. I'll next time I'll score it based on what other people yes. think, like you do. Think like the communists. Think yes. like the Russians. Well, all together. Try yes. not to. Yes. Okay, into the plot we go. Plot of A Pluribus Unum. Excellent. That was pretty good. Well done. That was pretty good. Uh, Let's let's just, let's confirm that. Hold on. Let's just confirm it. A Pluribus Unum. Perfect. Spot on. That was pretty good. I mean, she sounds better than me, to be fair. Should we get her to host this podcast? We should get her to do the podcast. Lovely voice. A Pluribus Unum. Yes, thank you. Very good. Good point. Shut up. I agree. She said enough now. Okay. Uh, So as the Mind Flayer in its new creepy sinew blood bone sinew monster sinew thing attacks... It's also uh, quite sinewy. It's very sinewy. Attacks Nancy and Jonathan in the hospital. Um, Will, because he can sense the presence of the Mind Flayer because he was once inhabited Mm. uh, by the Mind Flayer. Oh, was he? Yeah. Last season. Big big storyline. Did you miss that one? Missed that one, didn't you? Which one's Will again? Yeah. Well, that's a fucking good question, to be honest with you, because mm. once again, the poor kid hasn't really had that much to do this season. <laughs> he hasn't. When he does, he's he's good. He is good, He's yeah. a good actor. Yeah. I like him. They're just sort of like, oh, what, what, what do we need this kid for? Yeah. Back. Keep filming the back of his neck, because... Ultimate fifth wheel, that kid. Yeah, he, he? I just want him to have a bit of happiness in his life. Don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, don't you think like because he's been inhabited he might have some kind of cool power that might be maybe unveiled at some maybe. point maybe so Nancy and Jonathan are running for their lives and I thought honestly I thought one of them was going to die here now I do want one of them to die that is a bad thing to say you want one of them to die yeah you're not you're not shipping John C <sighs> I, like John said, I just don't buy it. I don't buy this or relationship. Or Yeah, Nansathon. I don't buy this relationship. And secondly, we need... John, you know, John said we don't need to lose anyone last week. I think we do need to start losing some of these characters. Can you stop it, referring to John? He's not here, all right? Yeah. So let's... Don't worry about him and his opinions. Yeah, they don't mean they don't, anything. They don't matter. Good point. Yeah, irrelevant. But we do genuinely need to start losing some of these characters because... I'm not buying the peril at the moment, and that's the problem. Yes. The stakes need to be high. And, you know, when we lost Bob last season, that was a bit of a shock. Mm. And, uh, you know, it proved to me that, okay, we can lose some of these characters. I know he was in the introduced, but we, we you know, we love, um, we loved uh, Samwise Gamgee last season when he was we did. in it. And in the first season, who did we lose? We lost Bob. Yeah. People were dying. Like, it yeah. just seems now, I know we get blob monsters at the end of this and some of the people like Heather are gone. And but their dog. characters. And Mrs. Audrey's can. But uh, <laughs> who gives a fuck about them, to be honest with you? Well, like presumably Mr. O'Driscoll <laughs> once no, upon a time. he died ages ago. We learned that. He used to care. Yes, he used to care, yeah. but he's not around anymore. She's reunited with him. I just think we need 
to lose some characters. And if it doesn't happen, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed because I want to be kept on my toes. I don't want to feel like everyone's invincible all the time because that's the death of any sort of jeopardy. And we need some jeopardy because here, Nancy is literally, you know, in a room, which is about, you know, two metres squared big. And the monster, which is the size of the room, chooses to push her against the wall and then not eat her. Yeah. Just for... You roaring know, for, her face a ro- bit. Roaring her face a bit. Yeah. Just in time for Eleven to get there. And, you know, her powers at the moment are ridiculous. Well, I I'm said loving to you, that. But... I said to you at the time, as the monster went into the room, I was like, she's going to get flayed, didn't I? Yeah, that'd be a good storyline. I was totally wrong. We learn why that doesn't happen to any of our main characters because I was thinking throughout this whole season um, up to this point that it would be a really strong plot point to actually have had one of our group flayed without us knowing it and then they turn on the group or something sort of like a sleeper cell kind of thing the best sort of invasion uh, like invasion of the body snatchers does it very well Uh, another film I'm thinking of like the faculty does it very well these films which work on that invasion or replication of people storyline that is a very good plot point and I was kind of hoping that we would get that I don't think we will now because we're kind of learning that anyone who is flayed eventually turns into a blob monster (laughs) uh, which means the death of that character because there is no way if they bring those if they no way if they if they bring those characters back I'm going to be raging yeah I mean that is mental if they at the end Oh, the blobs reforming into a person. Oh, I'm, I'm out. And then they dust themselves off. <laughs> oh, what, what, what happened? happened? Oh, if that happens, <laughs> I'm out. I'm. I, I, How even, did I get here? <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> if that happens, I'm out. So that is why I don't think we're going to see any of our group flayed, which is a shame because I think that would have been really strong. Um, especially do you think to see the, the kids see one of their friends, you know, turn well, like that? Do you think that being flayed means that that will definitely happen? Because well, Billy, remember, well, Billy's the only exception. Billy hasn't been yet. Will was was flayed last. He wasn't season. eating fertilizer. He wasn't and there wasn't fertilizer. there wasn't a plan to essentially try and the mind flayer is trying to clearly recreate himself. Yeah, you know, we see the shape of the the creature at the end of this episode is the shadow demon shape. True. So He's, last season it was about the gate was already open. This season, it's him trying to help the Russians or aid the process to, to open the gate, clearly via recruiting all these people, building himself into a monster mm. and getting them to do his bidding, whatever. Um, you know, so it's 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 a bit murky still, the storyline. It's still a bit murky. It's still a bit of mystery behind it, but I think we're pretty certain where it's going. Showdown at Starcourt Mall, showdown at the Russian facility, Similar to how the other two seasons have gone, showdown at Hawkins and showdown at, at Hawkins again, and the underground tunnels. So, yeah, it's good stuff though. I, you know, I'm liking it. But um, as I said, Nancy uh, survives and Eleven saves yeah. the day again with just her in time. Really cool powers, and they are cool. Um, she does them cool as well. Like she looks cool when yeah, she's Mill- doing Millie it. Bobby Brown is just the standout of the show by a mile. She. Her and Joyce, actually, I think Joyce is fantastic. Um, every time that, that Eleven's on screen, it's just it's just serious. And Alexi, and, Ale- and Alexi, hey, don't get his Slurpee mixed up because oh my god, it'll be fucking, fucking cherry. And I mean, to be fair, if someone brought me to be fair, cherry one would that would enrage me. A strawberry one sounds delicious. 
No, but this was the, it was the other way around. Yeah, I know, he but I'm just saying, I'm, I'm saying swap it around for me. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll note that so down. Note it down, yes. Yes. Um, so in the Russian base, under Starcourt, Steve and Robin are captured. There you go, mate. Uh, I got you a uh, cherry slurpee. Just what like the fuck you is this? Before. What the fuck is this? I've done it again. I've balls it up. Um, you don't never listen. That's no. a problem. As is your fiance will testify to. If you're listening to this, Megan, Ooh, bringing that up, bringing that up again. All right. I, yeah, haven't, I haven't even brought that up. He's engaged. So. Get Jeez. over it. Um, Steve and Robin are captured as Steve heroically uh, tries to barricade the door and lets Dustin and uh, Erica sort of escape into the ventilation ducts. Steve. Steve is so fucking cool, right? Like, he, I, the reason that I love him is that he's yeah. fallible as well. He makes yeah. mistakes. He, he can does. be a bit bumbly and sometimes. he was a dick at one point. So yes. he's, he's been through the trials and tribulations. He's learning. He was a chauvinistic male pig. Yeah. And he's evolved into a lovely head uh, young man who yeah. uh, frequents ice cream stores. Well, he doesn't frequent them. He works in them. So but that means he goes there a lot, so he frequents them. <laughs> I'd say Erica is the one frequenting ice cream. She's taking the piss. Stores. Trying to get free samples. Honestly, that's like, she should have been banned a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, what's cool about Steve is that he can be a bit, he can be a bit bumbly sometimes. Yeah. Like he can, you can see him being clumsy or like dropping something, but then he also does some fucking cool stuff. Yep. And this was really cool, really selfless where he's holding the door and Robin as well. Robin, Robin helps oh, him holding out. the door. Hold the door. Yeah. Game of door. Thrones. Very much like that. We haven't we'll come to Easter eggs later, won't oh, we? Oh yeah, Easter eggs. And um anyway, it's a really cool moment from him. It's, it's, it's a great thing for him and for Robin <clears> to do. Yeah. And I love how just as Dustin's about to escape because he's he's waiting, he's like, No, I'm not going without you and Steve's like, No, just go on, piss off, you fucking idiot. And Dustin goes <laughs> I'll never forget, I'll never you. forget you. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. It's very cute. He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'll never forget you. I'll so, never forget you. Very sweet. Um, I love that. Yeah. So they sacrifice themselves. They get captured and are later interrogated. Treated um, pretty fucking brutally. I mean, you know, Robin <clears throat> like, has got away with it lightly here because Steve yeah. is... Beaten the shit out of. Yeah. Like, I For, know they're both going to make it out this season. But fuck me, I was worried about Steve. For a couple of kids who were quite clearly dressed in novelty sailor costumes. <laughs> the perfect disguise. <laughs> if, if you're going to be a spy, uh, I have to say, this is a good tactic. Dress, Dress as, up as, as... Someone from Scoops Ahoy. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, but he's getting the shit kicked out of him, to be fair. He handles it like a man. He's handling it well. He's handling it pretty well. Uh, because, you know... He's battered here, absolutely battered, cream crackered, and um, he, he he gets tied up with Robin, and they get put truth serum on. Talk about the truth serum. <laughs> Sorry, what's that sentence? He gets it's it's gold it's gold it's he gets gobbledygook. Put truth serum on. <laughs> <laughs> it's gobbledygook, Gaff. I'm not going to lie to you. The whiskey has taken a hold of me. Today Wait. we are sponsored by Starwood Whiskey. Starcourt Whiskey. <laughs> oh, so good. It's that. Russian. Yeah. So, um, no, yeah, sorry about that. A uh, bit pissed, not that pissed. So don't get any ideas. Uh, but no, they're tied up. Serum of your own. Yeah, they've been truth serumed, and we get some hilarious, hilarious dialogue between um, Robin and Steve, who clearly are being set up as love interest for each other. Obviously, no. pegged from the start of the season, and it's definitely going to happen. Can I flag something here? 
is it a red flag, green flag, yellow flag? Flag on the play. Um, it's a yellow flag. Okay. Um, I don't love some of the dialogue here from Robin in particular, where corny. It's a bit corny. It's revealed yeah. that like they have a history, um, which none of us were aware of. Yeah, Stephen. It feels a bit like an afterthought. Steve wasn't aware of it. Steve wasn't aware of it. So feels a bit like an afterthought where they've gone like, oh, do you know what? Actually, these two should probably get together. Let's no, come up I with think, a story for them. I think that's been seeded from the start. But when Robin's like, yeah, you know, even us losers just want to be popular like you. Yeah, it's very that on the head, shit. isn't it? It's very teen. And Robin didn't. Teen movie. Robin wouldn't be like that. Robin's like Robin's cool in her own way. Like she didn't need to be one but of the cool popular. But when you think kids. you're about to die you probably will confess some things that you didn't want to talk about or you'll probably be a bit more open and like try and be honest about But this stuff. is my point. I don't think I don't think that that would be how she honestly feels. I, f- mm. I feel like she would be like, hey, Steve, we actually were in maths class together or whatever yeah. class it was, and you're a fucking dick. That's what she would say. That would be her truth. And she'd go, it's great that you're not. It's good that you're actually quite nice. Cheers. See you later. Yeah. I think I think you're wrong, and that's fine if you're wrong. It's fine to be wrong. All the listeners listening to us think you're wrong. It's a lovely relationship, and don't be mean to Robin. I'm not saying it's not a lovely relationship. Don't be mean to Robin. I'm being kind to Robin. I'm saying she's a lot cooler than that. I think she's much cooler than that. She yeah. wouldn't. She wouldn't be saying, "I wished I was like you." She would be saying, "Hey, Steve, Stevo, you were a jerk." Well, Steve was a jerk. Now he's not a jerk. He's a lovely, lovely man, as we've said. And uh, later on, we'll talk about a little scene that happens with our Ooh. friends Dustin and Erica. But uh, as this is going on, uh, Murray, Murray Bauman, the old journalist from last season, yeah, he's translating Alexei, uh, our lovely new Russian friend. Yeah. Who, Can we talk about Alexei for a moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah big time, big time. Because he's easily... <laughs> one of the standouts of this episode. Yeah. What do we think about Alexi as a character and what do we think about his role going forward? I feel like he might um he might become a, a relatively significant part of the rest of the series and future seasons potentially. Uh I don't if there are that. future seasons, who knows? Yeah, there might not be. Um I don't I don't know whether he will be. Um maybe they'll like relocate him because obviously Russia wouldn't take him back. No way. Um because he would have been a dissident. Yeah. Um political renegade. Um but there there's a few things that I love about Alexei. I loved him even before we understood anything that he had to say. Yeah. I think that's really good acting. Yep. He's got that sort of face yeah. that is cute because yes. it's slightly podgy. And he's got like a tiny bit of a lisp, like a hint of a lisp yeah. going on. And a nice little smile and a little cute curly little hair. Smile. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you just want to give him a hug. Want to give him a he's hug. He's an interesting little guy. Um, yeah. I think he's a great new addition to the cast. I think that having him play off against Hopper, who is obviously now finally being like Hopper, as we said in the first yeah. few episodes, he really wasn't. Hopper's now, you know, himself and I love it yeah he's in his element I do you know what there was a bit in this episode where I was like he's totally forgotten about Eleven he's totally forgotten yeah, about he his kids he hasn't even fucking thought about and, his kids and, and Joyce even mentions it yeah. in this episode the kids are going to be at the fair 
and he's just like doesn't even fucking give a and shit. I was like, that's pretty brutal, but also that's more like Hopper. Like that's what he'd be like. Yeah, I don't. Like, he cares, but you know, when he's it's a bit inconsistent. But I think, well, you know, considering he was like literally, you know, wet trying, blanket, wet blanket about the whole Mike and Eleven thing at yeah. the start of the season. And now he's just like, oh yeah, fuck the kids who gives who, you know, who, <laughs> well, not like that, well, 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 not like that, not like that. Don't worry about it. Not again. Not again. Uh, no, but it, it's it's. Is is good to have him back, and it's good to have him playing with Alexi here. Oh, not like that. Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so he goes to get the Burger King, brings back the wrong Slurpee, as we say, or whatever. Yeah. Loving it, absolutely loving it. Because um, they didn't have cherry. Didn't have cherry. And Alexi's like, he's playing hardball. Like he's cool. Alexi's really cool because he's obviously a bit dweeby. He's like a he's a nerd. He's a super dweeb. Super dweeb. Yeah. But he's got balls of steel. Like he's standing up to this big brash hopper who's like yelling in his face yeah. and he doesn't understand what he's saying he just yeah. knows that he's angry and he's like in Russian obviously and I don't speak Russian but yeah. he's like um, no no cherry no cherry slurpee no deal Yeah, don't give a shit although mate. we do learn that because he's sort of turned his back on the Russian government he knows that his time uh, with Russia is over because he'll never be accepted back they'll probably kill him they'll yeah. use him and then kill him uh, not only that he loves the Looney Tunes so he doesn't want to go back to Russia because he likes the American uh, mod cons doesn't he yeah so he does end up helping and Russian cartoons like <laughs> Schlocky and <laughs> Schlocky Schlocky and Blocky <laughs> hey Schlocky hey Blocky uh, how are you doing today very bad Blocky oh is it because you haven't worshipped Gorbachev this week <laughs> Don't go Gorbachev. He's nah, he was one. the good one. So if you're going to have a go at any of them, Stalin, because he was... <laughs> and if you're Russian, once again, we're sorry. And if, and if you Stalin... like Schlocky and Blocky, that is absolutely also acceptable. No, we won't be doing a podcast on Schlocky and Blocky. <laughs> We've got a Rick and Morty podcast coming up, but not one on <laughs> not, Schlocky and Blocky. Um, Dishy, on the other hand. No, we won't talk about Dishy <laughs> on this podcast. Go check out Black Mirror if you want to know about that. Uh, Striking great, characters. Great character. Yeah. Um, great, great character. Um He'd fit right in there. It would. But they, they give all the information, or Alexa gives the information to the team, revealing that the gate is going to be reopened. Hopper's like, oh, fuck this, I need some vodka. I'm not doing this again. Not again. And <laughs> yeah. um, as a little moment to himself, goes back and says, right, Alexi, here's what's going to happen. We're going to get you into that Russian base. We're going to get you to the key, and you're going to fucking close that gate again. So we're doing this all again. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a sequel. We're doing yeah. a sequel. We're doing a sequel. That's basically sequel. what he says. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So that's good. Good stuff with Alexi. Good <clears> stuff <throat> with Hopper. Good stuff with Joyce and even Bauman to an extent. Our, he could go this season, Bauman. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's, we're going to lose some Yeah, yeah, they're going to cop out. They're not going to kill any of the kids, are they? I've I've come to realise that now. <sighs> Jonathan would be an oh, interesting one. Do you to know what? Go. See, Jonathan. I know that. I know that you guys don't like him, but. He is just Jonathan. I wet, is somebody though. Think back to season one. Think yeah. back when when he thought he had lost his little brother. Yeah, and just how sad you felt for him. Like I always feel sad for Jonathan. Yeah, like I just want him to be all right. Like I wouldn't want to be his mate, but I'd want to know that he's doing all right. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I will say this: um, Terminator Man is oh, yeah. back, and he's you know I'll be back. Is what he's is what he's is what he's gone and said. Yeah. Uh, to Mayor Klein, who we've not really talked about in this podcast, he is Slimeball, Slimeball Mayor Man. 
Maya Quimby reincarnate in um, sort yeah. of Stranger Things. Every mayor seems to be a dick. Uh, no. The mayor in Jaws is a dick. Yeah. The mayor here is a dick. Yeah. Mayor Quimby's a dick. Any other mayors you can think of that are dicks? The Adam West he's in not Family a dick. Guy. He's not. A dick. He's hilarious. So be more like Adam West in Family Guy. Yes. Mayor West, if you will. Oh, uh, yeah. So anyway, he demands that uh, Klein sort the situation out, find Hopper, and clearly, you know, as we know, Klein's been working with the Russians. So the Russian storyline continues. Uh, Dustin and Erica arrive to save Steve and Robin, which caught me by surprise. Using the electric pole, it seems that Dustin has physically killed a human being. Looks like he's killed a Russian uh, doctor. <laughs> the most evil, stereotypical doctor you can think of. Yeah. Wearing, like, goggles. Do- evil doctor goggles. Evil doctor goggles and black overalls. <laughs> yeah. Cracks me up. Yeah. Um, but I loved it when he charged in with Erica. I like the way that Erica wanted to help them as well. Uh, Erica is easily approaching one of my fastest characters. One of your fastest characters. One of your fastest characters. Bestest and fastest characters. <laughs> one of your bestest characters. Once again, we are sponsored by Starcourt Whiskey. Um, get it at your local mall. Uh, no, yeah, she's fast and bestest. Who is so- the fastest character? <laughs> well, I would say... I'm the fastest member of the podcast. Oh, so who's the fastest character in probably Steve? He's a probably Steve because he's you know he used to wear his track and field gear. Yeah, you no, know, we've seen probably. him a couple times as PE gear. Yeah. So uh, so they go and rescue them, which is great. Uh, I love that. I love the fact they didn't just try and escape the base and they've gone back to help them. It's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, and Dustin is now a murderer. So <laughs> says it all. Yeah. Uh, but this is important, uh, and this is the most visually impressive part of the season potentially where Elle has to use her ability to find people and also as we know in the previous season she has the ability to go into people's memories and see what they're thinking as well uh, and she yeah. decides to try and do this with Billy to so she, so so first of all she find uh, I wasn't 100% sure what they were doing so all the kids yeah. right yeah, apart go from Dustin and Steve um, all the kids with with Jonathan and Nancy have 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 left the hospital right after their yeah. after their their battle there yeah right? now they've ended up back back home yeah Hopper's cabin Hopper's cabin yeah and they're Elle's doing her little trick with the the blindfold and yeah. sort of looking for people is she just kind of looking generally for yeah. She's looking for flare, anyone. She's looking for flare, anyone. Or she's looking, she's looking for, for Mrs. O'Driscoll. She's looking for Heather. She's right. looking for Tom. She's looking for Mrs. Tom. She's looking for Billy. Uh, they're trying to find out the source where the mind flare is based, which we know Fine. is the steelworks. Now, she does some research and she comes across Billy. Yeah. Sitting in his room. Sitting in his room. Which is weird for Billy. Alone, that. just sitting there. So they figure that's a trap. Yeah. And then she goes, wait a minute, I've got this other power that I can do, which is I can go into people's minds and find a bit about their past and there may be a clue in there which leads us to where the mind flare is mm. as she does that we get some excellent imagery some brilliant editing uh flashes of what billy's been up to we also see this incredible sort of beach scene where she's literally it's kind of video game like in a way where you wander through memories yep. in some certain games you do do this sort of thing but she's wandering towards this maelstrom or storm this amazing colour palette and it's on a beach and she goes through these different memories and she's overwhelmed by them. So Billy is a kid. Um, Billy the kid. With his mum. Yeah. yeah, Billy the kid. And with Billy the kid's mum. Yeah. 
and then Billy the kid with his with his dad who is obviously quite abusive and we know that from abusive. last season as well um, we've seen that firsthand and then abusive with his mum and then his mum running away and why this is important is it finally gives a bit of context to Billy the character now mm. We said last season, we want to know more about him. We hope he has more to do this season. And yes, he has had more to do this season, but it's not been Billy. No. It's been the mind flare. Yes. It's like what Will was last season in a way. Yeah. And it's nice to have this context of his past to try and understand him better, trying to humanise him. Because at the point, at this point, the audience, even myself before this collection of scenes was like, well, just kill Billy. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Just kill him. Yeah. Now I'm kind of like, well... He's been through it. He's, he's been, been through a through bit. I, I don't think it's necessarily fair that we should kill him necessarily. And that would also hurt Max. Yeah. Max has obviously a very rocky relationship with him. You can even see that in one of the little scenes. Now, I don't want him to die now. So that's quite good. They've been able to maybe turn the ship around on this slightly. Mm. Um, and it did give us that extra bit of context. But we do see that Eleven sees the steel mill. Yep, so she knows where it's all... Going, going down, down but it's a bit too late because as she tries to escape the dream within a dream very inceptiony um she, she gets to level two she does go to level two as she tries to escape she is uh captured essentially by the mind flare in this psychic space uh terrified and he basically reveals his plan that it's too late we're gonna find you we're gonna kill you it's game over um she finally escapes that and goes back to level zero, I guess you could call it, mm-hmm. out a dream within a dream, out of there, back to reality. Um, but we see at this point the Mind Flayer has called all of his minions back, like the rats at the start of the season. Yep. They are all very horrific, actually, when you actually look at what's going on. Um, very much like the blob. We've re- we're going to talk about references in a bit, but very much like the blob, very much like the thing. Literally... They're just walking down some stairs. You first see with Heather, and then you just melt into this goo, this bio-organic goo. Twitches and jerks around a bit. Disgusting. And then just... And then they merge into the the one, and that is, you know, of many one or whatever the E pluribus unum <laughs> thing is saying. A pluribus. Whatever. A plumbus unum, whatever. <laughs> Rick and Morty Rick reference and there. Um, we'll talk about how to make a plumbus Uh in you the need next some advert. schleem, so just make sure you've got your schleem. Get your schleem ready. Um, but no, it's just very horrific. They all sort of congeal into this ooze, this organic, sinewy, sinewy ooze, and merge into what we now can tell is the enlarged mind flayer. Mm. Interesting stuff, disgusting stuff, discuss stuff with me. Okay. Um, yep, disgusting is correct, and yep. it is it is horrific, but Again, mate, this is this is the thing. I find giant shadow monster scarier than giant gooey ooze monster. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily I would rather touch the gooey ooze monster than yeah. I would the shadow yeah, monster. Yeah, you don't want to touch gooey ooze monster. And like, if I saw that, I'd be absolutely repulsed. Mm. But that's the key word, is repulsiveness versus like disturbingness. And I find like dark, creepy shadowy stuff that's that's more disturbing to me yeah. rather than something that just looks disgusting which i think they've got they've gone more down the hey look at how disgusting this is route 
Yeah, well, it's disgusting, but it's also harrowing, I think, in a way. And uh, See, seeing seeing the people walking towards it and just melting, melting that, that was awful because they there's the a moment where they still there. look like people yeah. and then there's a moment when they've stopped looking like there's people. There's a little they've kid in there, into, there's yeah. stuff going on. There's Mrs. O'Driscoll. Yeah, Mrs. O'Driscoll, is she oh, gone? Is she oh, joined? No. Did he? I'm, I'm about to melt. I'm, I can feel myself melting. melting. And then she melts. Uh, yeah, and she melts. Um, so that's it. We now see that the giant uh, mind flare has escaped the steel mill and Eleven scared shitless. Uh, the kids don't know what to do. At the same time, we have our crew down in the Russian base trying to escape now, running for their lives. So it's all good stuff. Um, it's all leading all, up to a very fantastic... family-friendly. Very family-friendly. Family fun. Leading up to two, hopefully, fantastic episodes, um, which we'll be covering extremely soon. But before we cover those in the next week or so, let's talk about the lovely Easter eggs and references in episode five and six uh, in our lovely section called The Hawkins Hovel. Yes, welcome back to Hawkins Hovel as we run through some of the references and Easter eggs contained within episodes five and six. Of course, if we miss any, you can contact us. You can email us at fangriclepodcast at gmail.com or alternatively, get in touch with us on any of our social media in platforms. Fact, do that, even if we haven't missed anything. Just, Just get, get in, in touch, touch with us. You know, some of us get very lonely. Um, yep. John mainly. Yep. Uh, he loves feedback. Ah. Oh. My God, doesn't he? When we get when negative we get feedback, feedback for him, it's very fun. When we get feedback, John is ecstatic. First thing he does, posts it on our group. Yep. Next thing Look he does, this. oh, this is amazing, isn't it? There's some feedback. We do get quite a bit of feedback, so that makes it sound like we don't get feedback. But we do get a lot of feedback. Um, but John just gets so excited with all of it. To be honest yeah. with you, that's why he's in charge of feedback. Yep. And promotion for him, really. Um. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? Emma. Emma wants to hear from you, and. Where is Emma? Gallivanting know. Europe. Maybe if you get in touch with us, we'll find her. We could do. Uh, if you see Emma, let us know. We we miss her and haven't seen her for a long time. Uh, but let's crack on with these references and Easter eggs. So let's crack off with the Terminator. We talked about that um, during the main podcast. Uh, Grigori, the Russian thug. It's so Terminator. He literally looks like Terminator. He looks like Terminator. He looks like a knockoff Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He's walking around like Arnold Schwarzenegger. At one point, he even has a limp. Which is like at the end of Terminator 1 when, you know, the robot's just clawing its little leg behind because he's been in that massive lorry crash. It's so Terminator, it's unbelievable. How about um, in episode 4, I want to say, when Hopper's beating up Mayor Klein to find out who the Russian, who this guy is, Grigori, Klein says... It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, exactly. So even overtly saying it. They know. The fuckers. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fucking dickheads. So we also get a mention of um, the comic book character Cyborg, who is, of course, part of the Justice League. Um, Victor Stone, I think is his name. Uh, He's mentioned in regards to the substance Prometheum. I don't know what Prometheus is. Apparently. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's a quote from the show. Yeah, very good, that. Uh, Which is a real-life chemical element. I didn't know that. Is it? Apparently so. Uh, But in the DC universe... It kind of um, is used for cyborgs like 
pieces and parts. Right. So, yeah, a bit of that. So have we tested to see if that would happen in real life, no, in the real universe? Unfo- unfortunately not. Um, mm. I will say that Halloween 2 has some hospital, you know, horror scenes. Okay, because we, we maybe discussed some other references with that hospital scene. Yeah, so like, we talked about Resident Evil. Very much yeah. Resident Evil 4, I would say, and 2. So Resident Evil 4 is the zombies which still inhabit some characteristics of their human uh, past, yeah. but also has some giant horrific monsters in it as well. Mm-hmm. Same with Resident Evil 2, which happens in the city. There is obviously uh, scenes that happen in a hospital. So just to say that is mm-hmm. our game. And you're saying Halloween 2. Halloween 2, well. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. I feel like... I feel like this scene is reminiscent of so much. So this might be one that that listeners can definitely let us know. Yeah, let us know if we missed anything. Obviously, male chauvinist pig man, and this I said this the moment it happened. Yeah. Um, as he's chasing Nancy, mm-hmm. Nancy Drew, he keeps calling her, which is really fucking annoying. <laughs> uh, he smashes the window and pokes his head through and looks very crazy, and that is obviously a nod to The Shining. Um, we cover Stephen King things here. Well, we did The Shining. We did The Shining. We have our own Stephen King podcast where we cover a show called Castle Rock. If you're an American and you've seen that show, please do check out our podcast. It's called Castle Rock Critical. We also cover all Stephen King material on there and any adaptations he's done, TV and film, and we've done The Shining. Uh, This is the Here's Johnny scene, basically. This is where, you know, Jack Nicholson pokes his head through the door and goes, Here's Johnny. The problem is, This is exactly the same scene, shot the same way. Yeah. But he comes in and goes, hi there. Nancy Drew. <laughs> Imagine if that was the line in The Shining. Hi there. Hi there. Hi. Um, I actually thought he sounded a bit like um, the clown from It. He was like, hi there, Georgie. Georgie. Hiya, Georgie. Uh, and we did mention it in um, last week's references. So mm. just saying, there's a lot of Stephen King. There is a lot of Stephen King stuff in this. Uh, and we've said this before about Stranger Things that... Um, the sort of material that Stephen King writes is a lot of suburban America, mm. uh, a lot of young kids and teens, people coming of a lot of coming of age stories. Yeah, uh, which is definitely what Stranger Things is. I know that Stranger Things pulls on things like it very heavily. Uh, let's talk about the thing. Yeah, which is arguably my favourite horror film of all time. It's very good. Uh, the nineteen eighty two John Carpenter version, not the original. And I have to say, when was the original? Fifties, sixties, something like that. Uh, I have to say that the imagery of these blob monsters and the human body decomposing in certain ways is very reminiscent of the thing. When the thing came out, I, I mean, I wasn't really alive at the time. <laughs> you weren't but, really alive or you weren't at all I, I, alive? <laughs> good point. Wasn't yeah. alive. Once again, we're sponsored by Starcourt Mall. <laughs> it makes you forget when you're born. Uh, Starcourt Star whiskey. whiskey. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I will say that um, the special effects in the thing, I know for a fact, because obviously I studied film and TV and stuff, are very revolutionary mm-hmm. at the time. The practical you had to effect, work hard to get into that course, did you? Not at all. Very <laughs> easy to get in that course. Um, very revolutionary at the time. Nowadays, we watch films, and I have to say, the amount of CG used in them, yeah. I find it, it really ruins the experience of watching a lot of films especially horror films, especially like monster movies and things like that. I so think you want to go back, back I to the 80s? I love the practical effects. If you have not seen The Thing and you like what you're seeing in this season of Stranger Things, go and watch it now. 
not only is it hitting on the themes of the invasion, you know, the invasion of the body snatchers sort of theme, because the thing take replicates humans. Yeah. And then when it's found out, it it turns into these horrific monsters that can once again replicate other humans. And its task is to replicate all humans and turn them into these horrific monsters. And this is so reminiscent of that, uh, especially the surgical scene, um, which I'm thinking about with the with the defibrillator. So if you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Go watch it. It's amazing. And if you've seen it before, watch it again. It's literally one of the best horror films of all time. It's also like, because the, the monster, the thing itself, yeah. like absorbs all the... Elements like around everybody, it. Like yeah. dogs. Like remember when like it kills all the dogs and it absorbs and, all of them. And if you to... look at the monster that is in the sled cage yeah. with the dogs, it looks just like this monster. Yeah. There is no way that they're not pulling on that at all. And as I said, that was released in like the early 1980s. So this is 1985 with the kids. They're definitely pulling on that as one of the main storylines. Uh, I'm thinking as well. Go on. The title, which you're going to nail for us again. E A Pluribus Unum. A Pluribus Unum. Close enough. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um so that means, as you stated earlier, out of many, one. one yeah. Right. And like I think because it's that's on the American seal, it means like how the how the 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 colonies um Goddamn colonies. The, the British colonies in yeah. in America became like a un, united how nation. How dare we? Sorry. Um, but here what it works quite well with is again that stuff that you're talking about in the thing where it absorbs everything like out of many bodies and beings it all becomes one thing and that's the same thing here where we've got we've got all of the members of the flayed are joining together to become the one mind flayer yeah and it's gross (laughs) well and that too just like the thing is fucking disgusting and that's it for uh, references this week, as I said, there are absolutely loads. We don't go through the minor ones where we just see like a poster on the wall and go, oh, look, they know about that film. But we do go about the ones that are quite significant and we think have serious like uh, thematic reasonings for their, for their inclusion. So if we have missed any, as I said, please do let us know. Get in touch with us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com or any of our social media platforms. Instagram is fan underscore critical. That's at fan underscore critical. Uh, Twitter is at fancriticalpod. And on Facebook, if you just search fancritical, you will see our page on there. Please do get in touch with us. We really do love hearing from you. Uh, What we also love is any extra support you can give us on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash fancritical. Just go check that out. Any questions, you can just ask us. We'll be completely honest and transparent with you about uh, the different tiers and the different levels that you can sponsor us on. And also to say, if you would love to leave us a review, please do. iTunes, that would be amazing. Not even, even if you just kind of quite like to. Yeah. Don't even have to please, love doing it. Yeah. If you love reviewing stuff, definitely review <laughs> us. If, if you don't like reviewing stuff, please do review us. Um, it takes two minutes and uh, we really Depends do appreciate... Depends on the size of the review. Yeah, exactly. Really. Well, you know, just say, yeah, great. Thanks for the content. Yeah. One minute, 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we would really appreciate any reviews though, seriously. Uh, and all the support you give us is amazing. Also, please do feel free to share and subscribe this podcast with any of your mates. Obviously, Stranger Things is a very, very popular show. Uh, we, we have 
quite a few of you listening to this content at the moment but obviously we want to expand it even further so do share it with anyone you know who is watching the show and wants to get a bit more detailed analysis uh maybe a laugh or two along the way uh with stranger things <laughs> very good uh so yep that's it for this week gareth you had a, you had a right. good time i have thanks mate thanks for thanks for joining me here in the upside down for the first time not for the first time gets lonely doing it on my own. you do get quite lonely and this time we're not at 4am last time uh we recorded it was 4am in the morning yes. and fucking That's freezing my life all the I time i know you don't think australia is cold it is at the moment it's cold it's their winter correct it's crazy i left london summer to come to australian winter and let's just face it it's been fun. It's been very fun. You've warmed uh, the place up. I have. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, Gaz. Hopefully we'll have more of us back for the final two episodes, uh, episode seven and episode eight. Hopefully John and Lucy will return if they can get freed. Oh, they have been freed by uh, Dustin and Erica, of course, down in the interrogation room. So no excuses for him. No excuses at all. I mean, well, John's been beating the shit out of If we're saying he's Steve, <laughs> once again. Why are we saying he's Steve? He's, def- he's not getting Steve. No, but in this analogy, Definitely he not. is. No, he can be like Steve's shoe or something <laughs> he's not being steamed yeah good point He'll, we can't give him a good one no. um, but yeah thanks for listening guys and we'll catch you in the next two for the final two episodes of season three see ya see ya bye, bye.